0: FYI, this podcast contains spoilers.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 59 of the podcast that goes Nicked, eh? <laughs> uh, so we have another flashback. Flashback! I'm your host, Jason, X-Men be shopping, Venable. (laughs) I'm joined once again by Cameron, I only escaped from prison so I could try to join the Mile High Club, Sinclair. Say hi to your adoring public, Cameron. What's going on, everybody? Hey. Glad to be back. (laughs) So anyway, yes, we're doing another flashback. I was going to
2: suggest... Playing Possum as my middle name, but I forgot to say that before you started Uh-oh. recording.
1: Okay, I'm joined once again by co-host Cameron, <laughs> playing Possum Sinclair. He's playing Possum <laughs> on the microphone. <laughs> 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 anyway, but now we're going to do another flashback episode focusing on Uncanny X-Men 120 and 121, which is uh, the first appearance of Alpha Flight. Yay! Cameron's favorite superhero too.
2: Oh, I, I totally bought a sound effects app and I was going to use it but oh, I forgot. Oh, can
1: you like play it on your Yeah, pro- hold oh. on. All right. Sound effects. Is there applause? Is that what brought this on? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's you, you texted good. me about that. I didn't realize it was an app. I thought it was like a website.
2: No, it's, no, it's an app. Okay. I don't know if it'll sound good on here though.
1: Oh, you, just, you, know, you might have
2: to plug it in. But hold, we'll it see. Up, hold it That's up for the
1: mic it. and see. We'll see what it does. I'm not editing any of this out.
2: <laughs> no, just let this roll. <laughs> just let it go. Let the, let the crowd hear. The, <laughs> this is how the sausage is made. <laughs> I've used that expression <laughs> twice today. That's a it's, weird expression. Not
1: every. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah. yeah. Put it on the microphone side. There you go. I feel like I just introduced a guest <laughs> at a talk show.
2: I know. Here. Here Gunfight.
1: Wow. You just got all Saving Private Ryan up here. And I completely said that like I had Tom's marbles in my mouth. All right, I'm out of here. Saving Private Ryan.
2: I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've officially lost all of your listeners.
1: Yes. But if you're still here, then you're in for a treat with Alpha Flight, (laughs) (laughs) Canada's premier super team. (laughs) Is that the light applause? That's the light
0: applause.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right, so just to catch up on kind of the uh, Canadian backstory with Wolverine, remember, of course, in his first appearance, he was an agent. For Canada. That's right. Went to try to to kill the Hulk. Failed. That's right. As Um, Weapon X. And Giant Size, because he could not defeat the Hulk, Professor X decided he needed to recruit him. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember when he left with Professor X, the Department H guy swore that he would get Weapon X back. That's
2: right. They okay. made a vow.
1: Yeah, so a couple of years go by, and Canada sends the uh, weapon Alpha to retrieve their property and bring Wolverine back to Canada. And he looks like he might be going to with, with when it's just him and Wolverine. But then the rest of the X-Men jump in and... Uh, Weapon Alpha goes back to Canada with his tail between his legs.
2: Was he not called the Vindicator yet? Not
1: yet. Oh, no. okay. I Got
2: forgot it. when they added that terrible name.
1: Yeah, it is. And that article you sent me, John Byrne talks about that and how much he hated that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's
2: funny. Anyway,
1: yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about some... Uh, the re- the well return of Weapon Alpha and the first appearance of Alpha Flight and uh we'll see this may be the last issues of Wolverine as an x men he may uh go back to Canada after this
2: oh we'll never so. know or we'll know in a minute
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> one or the other all right well let's let's get to it all right so first up we have Uncanny X-Men 120 the cover says Chaos in Canada I think it's actually called Wanted Wolverine. Dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is... Um, JBJ. What? Oh, JBJ. yeah. JBJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is author, co-plotter, penciler, Chris Claremont and John Burns, and they're tag teaming again. Terry Austin is the inker. Tom Orzechowski is the letterer. Gwyneth Ween is a colorist. And yeah, that's it.
2: Are we doing Ween now instead of wine?
1: I heard that on another on another podcast, so that's where I'm going. Okay. With. I don't know if it's any more right than what we were doing or not,
2: but I think it's probably right.
1: Yeah. I'm assuming they did their research to balance our lack of research. There you go. I think they listened to us and said they don't do enough research. Yeah. And so they got really right. hardcore and did a whole lot of research.
2: Research for weeks. Yeah.
1: They they used the phone book, called people, relatives, <laughs> tried to find where they lived now.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. All right. So anyway, this cover is by Bob Budiansky. Bob Budansky. Bob Budansky. And I looked, just because I'd never heard of him, or I couldn't remember him from the late 70s, or early 80s, but he was a regular Transformers artist. Interesting. You know, back when Marvel had the license yeah. to Transformers. So this cover is... When Transformers is... were good. Yeah. I heard... had a nerve. I... <laughs> I don't really remember the comic, but it had to be better than Michael Bay.
2: Oh, <laughs> I just remember the comic and the... Show and back right. Transformers as a good thing. Uh, okay, as it's been ruined, but lots of people love it now. So I, you know,
1: yeah, you know, whatever. I guess. Right. Awkward. Anyway, all right. So on the cover by Budansky or Budiansky, I don't know how you say it. We have the X Men coming out of the snow in what looks like a living room window, but I think it's actually a hangar. But I think the hangar door looks like curtains. It does look like curtains. Yeah. That's funny. And we have some purple figures. Um I think it's Grimace, the Grape Ape <laughs> and um the Phantom. He's purple, right? The Phantom. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the X Men are retreating from a crash plane in a blizzard into this hangar to meet Team Purple. Um, I don't think I don't think it's that good of a cover. No, it's Nightcrawler looks like Golem and he only has one arm.
2: Yeah, Nightcrawler's weird. It's not a bad... The art, it's, it's weird because it's like the, the drawing of the different characters is actually pretty decent aside from Nightcrawler who looks like... A, actually, he looks more like David Bowie.
1: Yeah, but Banshee yeah. has a broken leg.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's not very good. I guess what I was going to say is what what bothers me about it is it's so messy you can't tell what's going on.
1: No, you really Which can't. you're
2: supposed to... It's, you're supposed to not be able to because it's a blizzard.
1: But well, it's chaos in Canada. It's like
2: too much chaos that right. it's just a it looks. I don't know what I can't tell what's going on because it doesn't really look like a blizzard or rain. No, or it snow. doesn't. It looks like streaks on a glass and then coral <laughs> in the background. Kind of looks like It's strange.
1: Right. If you didn't have the puddle breaking the frame, I literally thought this was a window.
2: I just realized that that's the plane in the background.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: I couldn't figure. I couldn't tell that that's what that was. So. That's funny. I
1: only knew after I read the story. I didn't just looking at the cover. It was was just white stuff. Yeah, weird. Well,
2: sorry, Bodansky.
1: Yep, sorry. I'm sure your Transformers was lovely, but... Strike one. There's a reason you don't do very many other X-Men covers after this. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) So anyway, um, Canada wants Weapon X back to join their new team, Alpha Flight. So then the X-Men, of course, are going to leave Japan after our little Japanese story... Uh, You can, of course, check the last flashback episode to hear all about that. Wolverine says bye to Mariko, and he tells her his name. We'll talk more about that in a minute. As they're flying back home, though, there's a freak storm that forces the X-Men into Canada. They land to um, Weapon Alpha, demanding Wolverine surrender. Sasquatch throws a plane. Storm covers the X-Men's escape. Wolverine explains what Alpha Flight is. It's the Canadian super team. The X-Men split. They're going to rendezvous at Calgary Tower. Nightcrawlers captured Banshee and Storm. Go shopping. Vindicator, who is now 11 Alpha's new name, attacks Banshee and tries to. Oh, and Banshee tries to scream but collapses. Storm runs the Vindicator off. Sasquatch nabs Logan. And we end with the X-Men all at the rendezvous point minus Wolverine and Nightcrawler who are missing. That's right. Okay. So um, right off the bat, we get some interesting stuff. We found out on page one that Hudson, a.k.a. Vindicator, a.k.a. Weapon Alpha, gave Wolverine his codename. Interesting. So that was kind of cool.
2: Which we should stop and say a moment that Weapon Alpha is a far cooler name than Vindicator. Yes. It and is. I don't I really don't know why they didn't stick with Weapon Alpha.
0: I don't either.
1: And Vindicator just besides the fact that it reminds me of Spawn. Yeah. With the violator Vindicator stuff. Yeah. Of course obviously this way predates any of that. So it's not It really- makes me
2: want to say it in an Arnold Schwarzenegger accent. Whenever I read Vindicator, I want to say Vindicator. The
1: Vindicator. I've come back to Vindicate You. <laughs> Oh no, I guess I should vindicate myself. Because <laughs> the affair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what
2: is happening on this podcast?
1: <laughs> Wheels off, baby. Wheels off. That's how we roll in Canada. That's right. Because we're, we're actually
2: in Canada. Yes, we are. We're, Listeners we're... didn't know we always go to wherever the right, comic right. book yeah, is.
1: Yeah, man, that was a great trip to Japan that and
2: was... to the Savage Lands. Yeah,
1: the Savage Land. <laughs> Man, you should have seen me and Cameron in our loincloths. (laughs) We brought Sexy back. So, anyway, they're (laughs) watching. I'm going to definitely leave that awkward silence in there. (laughs) So, we see the uh, video of the X Men fighting the Mandroids. 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 I really like this uh, Canadian. I don't know, what, what is he, a civil servant?
2: I don't know, but he looks like Dwight Yoakam to me. <laughs> he
1: looks like cross Dw- like <laughs> between Dwight Yoakam and Gene Wilder's um, yeah. uh, Willy Wonka.
2: Yeah, I think he's like Dwight Yoakam in another ten years. <laughs> like, that's kind of where Dwight Yoakum's heading. Nice. he grew his hair out a little bit longer, that's him.
1: <laughs> so we are introduced to the various um, Alpha Flight members in their civilian identities first.
2: Right. They're civvies.
1: Yeah. Um, I kind of wonder about um, Shaman's real name.
2: Yeah.
1: Why, why don't you tell us what his real name is, can
2: <laughs> Dr. Michael Two Young Men.
1: <laughs> really? Two Young Men. All right. It's uh, weird. Yeah. Most Native Americans are named after, like, attributes, Right. Like iron knife. I think um, so.
2: Usually animals or events yeah, yeah. or things. So
1: his big characteristic must be that he likes two young men. I guess so. And that's where his name comes from.
2: I wonder if there was, I on I cannot in my I cannot think of a single reason why you would have that name.
1: I can't either. <laughs> that does not
2: involve pedophilia, right? In some form, right? Maybe yeah. the strength of two young men, but ah, I guess.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: But That's that's like
1: a real phrase, right?
2: The strength of 10.
1: Yeah, the strength, or is it 10? young men, oh. or
2: 10 men. 10 men. But specifying young men.
1: Well, because you're stronger when you're strange. young. I don't know. He don't, likes young boys. That's all he has to I say. I
2: guess so. And yeah. he's sitting there with a the boy with a shirt on. Oh off. my gosh, I didn't even...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was so concentrating on how dumb and funny I thought the name was. I didn't even realize that... He's got a boy with his shirt off in his office while he's taking his name as yeah. Two Young Men. Which, you know, sometimes when you're dealing with old
2: stuff, you got to give them a little quick. Yeah. But this is 1979. Right. They should have known better. They, they should have known better. Stranger Danger, that's all around right. this time. They, yeah. they should have known but he's, better. But
1: it's a doctor's office. That's and the same
2: But Right. But the Two Young Men name.
1: My kid is not going and to that then, pediatrician. That's yes. all I'm saying.
2: Not going there. Strange.
1: All right, so the next thing I have is on page six. So if you have anything you like. I thought it was
2: strange or maybe hilarious that one of them says, or he says that Alpha Flight was the only team that could corral Wolverine. And I thought of all the teams in the world, I don't think I would put Alpha Flight...
1: Who says that? The Canadian guy or somebody else?
2: Yeah, right before they list off the people. See where they uh, ha- okay. frame with the yeah. hand. I think <coughs> Who that's says, just... If anyone on earth has a prayer of corralling Wolverine, it's Alpha Flight.
1: I think that's just probably some nationalistic pride. Well, I'm sure. He's not gonna say we have to call in the Avengers. <laughs> America's team.
2: But that's what I read that. that's what I thought. Team America. I thought I think I would go with Avengers. I would right. go with Team America. Yes. Before I would go with Alpha Flight. I might even go for Fantastic Four the what fantastic four
1: fantastic four
2: yeah fantastic four
1: <laughs> all right um
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where i was going with that other than i guess that, that was intended to be a joke about how stupid alpha flight was but <laughs> but it kind of fell flat
1: yeah, that's okay so i like how big logan's smile is when he gets a compliment when uh mariko says that logan is very beautiful yeah
2: yeah he um, got a big smile
1: Alright, so let's kind of talk about this because um, Logan tells uh, Mariko, is ne- or Wolverine tells Mariko that his name is Logan. Right. Because um, he had tried to do that in right the garden in Japan crazy. before the attack of the mandroids. The mandroids. And one thing that I thought of after we recorded last time and I, I sent you a text, it was like oh man, we forgot yeah. something. Because um, I think we had kind of talked about Like whether he was falling too fast for Mariko or whatever. How quickly he
2: became vulnerable with her. Right. Yeah.
1: But but yes, in issue 114, when the X-Men are in the Savage Land, Wolverine talks about, of course, they think that Jean is dead. And he talks about how he has this big regret that he supposedly is in love with Jean, but he never even told her what his real name was. And so I feel like now he's falling for somebody else. Like he's very quick to like, okay, I got to make sure I do this. I don't want to have that same regret again.
2: Yeah. And it makes sense. It makes, yeah. I thought it was
1: very makes um, compelling. It more makes,
2: sense. makes it make more sense. There you go.
1: Then we get a uh-oh. Scott and Colleen hooking up. <laughs> Woo. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for it.
2: That's too long.
1: That's <laughs> pretty long. But he got the ow at the yeah. end, so it's, yeah, it's worth there. it. Although
2: it's not quite clear that they're they're hooking up as much as they're just talking.
1: Well, she's sweeping her on his shoulder. He, She had said earlier she thought he was hot in Japan.
2: Yeah. The plight lady says, Scott Summers and Colleen Wing have been together, and it bolds together. Right.
0: Just, right together, and talking together
2: stop since we left Tokyo. Right. So I don't know if they're insinuating more than just talking or not, but I don't know. Either way, he's over Gene's death. Yeah, real quick, apparently, yeah.
1: <laughs> he said he didn't really bother him, and it didn't really bother it him. He did. He was. He was. Uh, he he meant rented. it. So then um, on page ten, we get a nice nicked after weapon. Alpha show or vindicator shows up.
2: I thought the the whole thing with Ar- Aurora not. Coming out um, and then trying to control the storm, but being overwhelmed by someone else, I guess, who was resisting her.
1: Right, right. I thought that was
2: weird only because later she fights that person and is not right. overwhelmed in the same way. Like this was like she couldn't believe or the power of this other person. right. I was kind of, I don't know It was a it weird was kind of strange Powerful yeah. reaction Like she was about to die Because the other person Was so powerful But then that's not That doesn't happen later
1: So <laughs> I thought it was funny It looked like the plane Had hallways And little rooms in it Yeah I, That was that something was I was going to ask you about strange. too
2: It was like I was, What kind of plane Are they on? It's like there's suites In this plane Yeah
1: Yeah Colossus even comes out Like in his little nightgown
2: Yeah well, Ro- uh, Aurora was in a robe Yeah but I, I guess, are they flying back on the plane of of uh, Sunfire's family? I guess. Which we forgot to mention earlier, Sunfire, for one panel, is uncharacteristically nice. Yes, he was. Still doesn't change my opinion about Sunfire. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's a weird thing about the yeah, plane.
1: Yeah, it was really weird. All right, so we find out, of course, that Weapon Alpha's new name is indeed Vindicator.
2: That's right. Although I prefer Major Maple Leaf. I yes. thought that was really funny. <laughs>
1: But that okay. So was that a real character back then, or did they retcon and make that a character? Cause in the story I reread oh. recently, the story where uh, North Star comes out, yeah, and the guy he fought was made like the son, either Major Maple Leaf or the son of Major Maple Leaf huh. or something. I don't and know. So I don't know. It, it sounds like a joke in here. It does sound like a joke in here. And I just I'm I don't know.
2: Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, that'd be interesting to know. Because it, def- it definitely sounds like they're just making fun of him in here.
1: Right. Yeah, definitely.
2: But maybe that was a lame character, and they, th- they called him that because... I don't know. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Uh, all right, so we get a reverse bub from Cyclops. <laughs> uh, pay- on page 16, he says, um, Wolverine talks about how it's his fight. He can do it all by himself. And C- Cyclops says, not anymore, bub. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty funny. He kind of throws that back in his face. I thought the backstory was good, uh, where he talks about all the different uh, Wolverine's backstory here with with Alpha Flight and yeah, Canada and stuff. Thought oh, that was pretty good.
2: That's pretty good. I'm not sure how I feel about Sasquatch being strong enough to stop a plane that's flying and then throw it.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I he's, think
2: he's really that strong. Well, he's
1: he's pretty super strong in this issue. Well, I
2: guess issue. he is. That's like Hulk power, yeah. But maybe he's Hulk. well, he's very hulkish he's in this Hulk.
1: this episode.
2: And why didn't they send him to stop the Hulk? Oh, because they didn't have Outfly back
1: then. Yeah, Never mind. he wasn't wasn't recruited yet. I guess. I thought the shadows and the snow looked really cool. They looked really cool, of, except uh, Northstar and Aurora.
2: I think that that they're they're still sticking with that stupid Nightcrawler disappears in the shadows thing. You think so? Because he says there, no shadows nearby, must teleport.
1: Oh yeah, referencing that
2: the silly thing where he, like he becomes can't invisible. Disappear. Okay,
1: right. Why don't you just jump in their shadow? I just jump down the snow <laughs> in, in the in the shape they were making.
2: He's making a North Star style snow angel. Right. Yeah, and I, I I'm, I'm interested to find I'm interested to find out when that because I'm assuming I'm, it'll just never happen again. Right. At right, some they point they'll just it, never mention it, it yeah, again.
1: Yeah, it'll just be gone.
2: Yeah. And, and I wonder if this maybe. be... How are
1: lost? It's got
2: to be soon, because we're getting... Yeah. Because I don't ever remember that until we started rereading these old ones. Yeah, I don't either. So once it gets so. into the 200s is when I... You know, I've read a lot of those. It I must have been gone by then.
1: Yes, I'm sure.
2: I would think, but I don't know.
1: Hudson was looking for mutants, like Professor X, he says. Yeah. So he's not just looking for just superheroes, but is actually... H- is Hudson a mutant? I don't think... I thought he just had a suit.
2: Okay, I couldn't remember because the other guy, the other Alpha Flight folks, are all mutants, right? Yes. Yeah. But, but Hudson, the Vindicator, right? This. Yeah. He's not mutant. I would, don't it's think not clear so. If he is I, or not,
1: I think he just has a suit. Anyway, I wanted to read. I meant, actually but he's Weapon Alpha. Yeah.
2: So wouldn't that mean? Wouldn't that insinuate that he's some? Well, I guess not, because isn't Captain America supposed to be? Well, part yeah, of, that's, that's all. That's retcon Far later. So, yeah. I don't. I
1: don't know. If he was supposed to be in that succession or not, it doesn't really line up because X and Alpha don't really go together. No, they don't. So I think the only thing they have in common is weapon. Canadians just like weapons. I don't know. I didn't want to. I would. I didn't mean to gloss over in the backstory part <laughs> um, when they go down the escalator. Wolverine talk about how he basically explains like Hudson and the the Canadian team, the superhero team that he was trying to start with mutants. And then he says i wolverine says this he says i was his first guinea pig his first big success his only failure hudson gambled on me while all the shrinks said i was uncontrollable a psycho in the end i proved him right yeah i thought that was very very telling of wolverine's character
2: yeah and it it gets us it gets us closer to the idea of wolverine having lost years right the idea that that before Alpha Flight, he was crazy and you know, yeah, he's a wild animal. Yeah. yeah, which we kind of think more of of uh, the X Men taming the wild Wolverine,
1: but I don't know because that but, there's a story we get to not too long from now that kind of addresses a lot of that. Yeah. So she, yeah, then the X Men go shopping. <laughs> it's insane. Hey, you know, you're at they, them all. You guys do some shopping. Up, they're going to rendezvous later. And instead of like escaping, they're going to blow off steam and buy some clothes.
2: Which I got to say, with the fact that they're, a fight is possible, the idea that they said, let's go meet at the huge concrete tower, <laughs> which to me is like, we're going to go there, we're going to get a fight, and the concrete tower is going to get knocked over on somebody.
1: It should have. That was my
2: first thought. It should have. Yeah. They, they'd tell what happens here. But
1: Bruckheimer and Michael Bay wouldn't have knocked that shit over. Oh,
2: yeah, they'd have blown that up. Yeah. But I, I read that I thought, oh, they're going to go there and it's going to... I was like, why would you meet there when you know a fight's possible?
1: And right at the end when you thought the X-Men were lost, Colossus would climb out of the rubble. Oh, yeah. And there'd be a big swell of like military marching music.
2: Yep x get out, and dust himself michael off. bay right. and then all the other x-men would would stop what they were doing and look over and watch colossus right. slowly it's and then so they well, would be inspired by that
1: punch sasquatch in the face that's
2: right and then they would then they would all the tide would be turned
1: yes yep 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 so i like this thing with uh banshee and you know he has this this throat problem left over from the
2: um... <laughs> he's smoking anyway
1: yeah I thought
2: that was funny <laughs> that was funny the um, doctor told me i shouldn't smoke but
1: but you know i'm addicted so right well and
2: then he's debating about the idea of just giving it up and just being a regular dude right which i thought it was kind of funny or interesting
1: But i thought this whole part of the story played really well i liked it Man, she can't. He tries to scream to protect the X Men, but he can't. Right. He falls over in pain.
2: Yeah, that was an that was an interesting aspect of it.
1: So we we have a thing where we talked about earlier, where Wolverine talks about how Hudson took a chance on him. Right. And then we find out late here that Wolverine was intended to be the leader of Alpha Flight. Right. So that that was interesting. That you know he was, all the psychologists said he was a psycho but they wanted him to lead the team.
2: Yeah, that Hudson recognized in him some leadership potential.
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Kind of close to the end, we have Wolverine walking around. He's smoking a cigarette and his hat, and he's like, love, who needs it? (laughs) And then I said, I thought this last page of Sasquatch beating up Wolverine, the art was really, really good. It was good. I thought the art through a lot of the book was good. Yeah. But not great. You know, we kind of get these little, these issues from time to time that it's John Byrne. And it's still pretty pretty great. Yeah. But it's not like his A game. It's not yeah. like the best of the best. But I thought this last page.
2: It's uh, almost like he's in a hurry when he did this. So it's like yeah, there's, so. there's parts of it that you can tell he really focused on and are really good. And then kind right. of parts where it slacks off. So even in that last panel or that last page, the very bottom Cyclops looks like he's 50.
1: Yeah, Cyclops looks weird. Like a weird
2: face. Make, right. Looks like Bob Barker or something.
1: I thought Sasquatch, like his arm looks awesome. Yeah, but yeah, that's a cool then Wolverine exchange Wolverine looks there. really cool.
2: Although I still don't like the idea of Wolverine getting knocked out, but...
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But if Sasquatch just threw a plane, I'm sure he can knock out Wolverine. True. As much as I hate to admit it. <laughs> All right. Anything else on that one?
2: Um, Nope. That's it.
1: Okay. Well, what do you want to grade this one? Or I guess what are you, what's your overall thoughts on it? And then you, we can give our grade after that.
2: Um, It's okay. It's It's got some interesting additions to the story, I guess. The right. backstory of Wolverine. Overall, I thought the issue was... It's a little boring. Okay. Just because not... I don't know. It's a lot of like standing around and talking about what's going to happen. Right. you have, what you know, a couple action sequences, but I don't know. Then they go to the mall and just, I don't know. I don't know. So that about this movie that, I mean, this, uh, this issue, I just, it didn't, I didn't find myself really compelled by it. Okay. It was just kind of like, that's interesting. I mean, it's still a good issue, but that's, I guess that's my thoughts on it.
1: Okay. So what's your grade?
2: Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on it?
1: Um, I'll say after you grade it. Oh,
2: my goodness. Um, I'll probably still give it a two. Okay. Because it does have some important stuff, and there's right. good good bits here and there.
1: Right, well, I actually really enjoyed it. So, um, I thought the additions to Wolverine's backstory and the involvement with the Canadian stuff was yeah. was really cool. And even the parts I thought were kind of dumb, like the shopping... <laughs> Like it was silly enough that I enjoyed it. It did make me chuckle, which I yeah. guess maybe is worth something. Maybe they were
2: trying to bring a little levity to it all.
1: And, you know, from I'm trying to read this through fresh eyes because historically, I know we have a lot of... Well not a lot. I know we have at least a handful of Canadian listeners that they like the show a lot. And so I, I say this not in any way insulting. I just historically growing up didn't really like Alpha Flight that much. Yeah. I wanted to like give it a new shot. I like really see, okay. Because cause I was thinking about because I like the idea and what they talk about in this issue. Because it makes sense like for other countries to kind of try to do their version of a superhero team. You know, they see yeah. the X-Men, they see the Avengers, they see the Fantastic Four, as you said. Um, <laughs> and so it makes sense that other countries would want to try to develop something like right. that. Well,
2: in Japan, had Shiro and
1: yeah, 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 Sunfire. So I actually, well, kind of, kind of wait and talk about the individual characters when we meet them more next issue. But at least concept wise, I'm behind it. Yeah. More so than I was growing up. I I think just growing up, I was just a stupid American kid and I thought, oh, Canada, you know. <laughs> And didn't, didn't want anything to do with it, but but now as more having a more global world view, yep. um, as as you know, most responsible adults should grow into. <laughs> you uh, hope so. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I really I enjoy the potential of the concept. So we'll just have to see if the characters live up right. to it or not. But yeah. I, but the idea of Alpha Flight, yeah. I I like a lot actually. Yeah, so.
2: I do too, and and I, I what you said I think is really that's a really good way to think about it because I think that's it makes sense for the teams to have it and and you know yeah as, as a kid re- you know growing up in the U S reading comics it's it's so much of comics are so U S centric really I mean because every, everything's you know happens in New York or Gotham if you're I mean uh, you know Metropolis you know you have these big cities. That, that everything exists in and in our minds and I don't know if people in other countries now in, in Marvel it's New York so you can't really change that but i all sometimes I've wondered in like a reader who's reading Superman in England for example right. and it talks about Metropolis do they think London as Metropolis or Gotham as London or do they just assume New York or or just,
1: I would think they would think at least with Superman anyway, because the whole truth justice in america That's clearly the U S
2: but the point of that, I guess is just that, that it makes sense. Like you said, the other team, and it's a, it's a cool idea that other teams would also have because it's dumb. The, the, the thing that we don't, people don't have to think about is it really doesn't make any sense to have so many superheroes in New York city. Right. Alpha Flight, the the, the way they introduced them in here is, is interesting. I still didn't find the the, con, the comic itself wasn't interesting enough right. to me. But I, I like where they're going with it. So yeah. it's, you know. Okay. Anyway.
1: Cool. All right. Well, so for Uncanny X-Men 120, sounds like uh, Cameron's going to give it two out of three claws, and I'm going to give it a three out of three claws. I enjoyed wow, it quite man. a bit. All right. So. All right, cool. Let's move on to the next one move along shall we okay so next up we have Uncanny X-Men 121 part 2 of our Alpha Flight special episode flashback flashback
2: yeah so this one's called Shootout at the Stampede which we were just <laughs> discussing that I, I think Stampede is Canadian for rodeo or rodeo grounds is I don't know kind or of the Calgary
1: they, Stam- a Stampede just means
2: right right but they call this the Calgary Stampede yeah so instead of the shootout at the OK Corral, this right. is the shootout at the Stampede, right? Which I assume means like a rodeo grounds kind of thing.
1: That's what it looks like.
2: Anyway, so if you know, if you're Canadian, I guess you can let us know if that's what really, if that's what all Canadians call rodeos, or if that's right, just or that's just a particular place. Yeah, that'd be interesting to know. All right, so we got Chris Chris Claremont and John Byrne again, author co-plotters and penciler Terry Austin inker. Diana Albers, Letterer and Glynis Ween, as we're now saying for <laughs> colors.
1: Yep. Yeah. All right. What, what about the cover?
2: All right, color. We got a we got a Cockrum cover here.
1: Yeah, Cockrum's back.
2: And it's a pretty good cover.
1: I like actually. this one quite a bit, actually. Yeah.
2: I started to say the Wendigo. Sasquatch <laughs> is uh, is a w- little weird uh, in this, but I really like the the Cyclops pose blasting the Vindicator in yeah. the stomach. He's got, he's blast.
1: Got a tight little butt there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you got some lightning coming from Storm that's a good it's a good cover yeah,
1: but that's like straight up lightning like, that's like super coming
2: out of her hands lightning yeah yeah not right, like, like, like uh, comic
1: bu- well I mean it's a comic book obviously right it's like very much like the lightning strike right right
2: it's pretty funny so but it's a it's a good cover Especially I like how they the mirror
1: they all mirror each other in a way yeah like Cyclops and Vindicator kind of like they're doing their little dance. The way Cochram draws Storm's Cape and um, Snowbird's wings is like almost exactly the same Yeah. Or the same pose anyway. And you have Colossus. I guess if Sasquatch can throw a plane and Colossus can throw Sasquatch.
2: It means something.
1: Right, Colossus must be able to throw a plane.
2: Must be (laughs) ipso facto that is correct. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and there's a blizzard in the background, but it's much better drawn than in the last. Obviously, snow. It's clearly a blizzard of (laughs) snow and wind, so it works well. All right, so in this one we have the X-Men. Their powers, basically, their strengths, basically, been cut in half because. uh, Banshee collapsed after he tried to scream Scream in the last one, and right. then Nightcrawler and Wolverine have been kidnapped. So it's Cyclops, Colossus, and Storm attacking the stampede, whatever this Literally. Is, turns out to be. Literally, Literally
1: attacking the stampede. Attacking Cyclops the stampede. is shooting the door. It's not a bunch of cows Colossus running. Colossus is hitting it.
2: It's not a bunch of cows running like a stampede. Right. It's called the stampede. So again, possibly rodeo fairgrounds. Anyway, they attack that. They're trying to find Wolverine and... Nightcrawler. We get a quick summary of what had happened in the last episode. Yeah. Interestingly.
1: Right. A whole two pages worth. Right.
2: And then we get introduced into the Alpha Flight team. They show up. We get each name. They talk a little bit about each one. I mean, as they go, they talk a little bit about each one. Right. We find out that they have Wolverine and Nightcrawler who are basically back-to-back sitting on the ground. Somebody turns, hardens the air so that people can't get into the stampede, so... Banshee runs into a, like a glass cast wall. casts a
1: spell of like...
2: That hardens the air or something.
1: Non-admittance or something. Like right, that. so
2: they run into the air and bounces down. Wolverine and Vindicator... I mean, uh, Cyclops and Vindicator yell each other a bunch. Then we get some more fighting.
1: I do think it's important to say that Alpha Flight basically offers that Nightcrawler can go and the X-Men can leave no problem if Wolverine agrees to stay.
2: Yeah, they lay, they lay their intentions out very clearly that the point yeah. of this is to get Wolverine. That's all they want to do. Right. But X-Men won't give up Wolverine, so we get some fight. We get some fights that highlight each of the Alpha Flight members specifically. Yeah. So we can kind of see what each one does. And then eventually they quit fighting after a while. <laughs> <laughs> We get down to the last man. The storm that Shaman created, right? Basically, a while back,
1: it, it got out of control, and so everybody kind of got like, "Oh, crap.
2: yeah," because he apparently he pulled in storms from different areas. And anyway, it gets out of control, so Storm steps in and basically saves the day, right? And then Quicksilver tries to sucker punch her, basically.
1: Quicksilver. Not Quicksilver North Star. North Star. I always
2: yeah. get th- I I I don't anymore because. North Star's gay. Obviously not anymore. And that stands out. But used to, for a long time, I always got Quicksilver and North Star confused to the point that I wasn't even sure they were two different characters. <laughs> I'm not really sure why that is, but, I, you know, as a younger reader, right. I was always yeah, I was confused because their suits look kind of similar. And yeah. Anyway, that's not really important. But anyway, so Sucker Punch from, uh, from North Star, and then Cyclops zaps him, which was a weird sound for his concussion <laughs> blast, but he shoots him. And then he's about to punch him in the face, and Wolverine stops him and says, you know what, I'll go with him after all.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Wolverine surrenders.
2: And they put him in the back of some car that was allegedly designed, or like an ambulance would it looked like.
1: (laughs) Right, doing it. Allegedly
2: designed to hold Wolverine. And then, so the X-Men get back on their plane, they're escorted out of Canada, and then Cyclops says, all right, I don't know about you guys, but we're going to go back and get Wolverine, even though we probably won't be successful. And then Wolverine says... Hey, look, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here.
1: Right. He's kicked, just kicked back in the cockpit. He's kicking it out. Yeah.
2: Talking to the pilot, living it up. He's he's just flirting with the pilot. Exactly. Because he says that, uh, what does it say? A cage ain't been built that can hold me. That's what he says. That's right. So. Awesome Wolverine. Awesome Wolverine. Thank you. So, from the beginning, what do you think?
1: All right. Well, um, first page, Cyclops looks super awkward. I can't tell what his legs are doing at all.
2: It's weirdly drawn so that it looks like it looks like that's his crotch. Yeah. So and he has one leg that's and he's like standing side and he's turned his all the way, but I don't think it's supposed to look like.
1: I don't that. think it's supposed to be. Uh, yeah. And if you just
2: if you just covered up that blue, then it looks fine. But it also
1: looks like his uh, that leg. I can't tell if that's the inside leg or outside leg. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It looks like the inside leg because of that blue. Yeah, it's
2: really weird. And then Colossus. So basically, but it's funny. I think this panel's funny because it's like Wolverine got stolen, so they're just going to wreck the place.
1: Right. They're breaking in.
2: Because he says, can't we just fly over? Because apparently it's open on the top. (laughs) It's an open.
1: Yeah. The Cyclops says, what does he say? Um,
2: He says that Storm would be a sitting duck. Yeah plus he's real mad
1: right <laughs> plus, <laughs> plus i'm pissed so they just
2: decided to wreck the joint so they tear it up and then again we get all this backstory
1: all right so i really didn't like this and you can, you might feel like the explanation is adequate but storm tracks vindicator because his suit makes disruptions in the air that she can follow i did him. not like that either so that was pretty stupid
2: i agree he made it, because they said that in the last episode too, in the okay. last issue, I keep saying okay. episode, but they mentioned that, that he had a unique energy signature. signature, yeah, right, energy. Right. but then this, they explained. it. That
1: makes more sense than saying it's... Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the idea that they, they could the see
2: it and they saw, well, I know that's Vindicator because I can, well, the way that looks. Right. But then, yeah, this one, they try to explain it as if she can follow it. I thought that was really silly too.
1: Yeah. Uh, they, the team, or I guess well, the team, Storm and Colossus are questioning Cyclops whether they're doing the right thing. And Storm says if Wolverine is wanted by his government <laughs> the Cyclops says something that's very ironic for X-Men moving forward. He goes, he's no criminal or Professor X would have never tapped him for the X-Men. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny considering all the thieves and criminals got, yeah, and smugglers. Said, Cyclops and... <laughs> only
1: knew but hey, the X Men take care of their own no matter what. I thought that was actually really cool.
2: Yeah, I, um, I thought so too. All
1: right, so yeah, anyway, you were talking about the introduction. Yeah, I was just saying, So
2: Star. they introduced them. So they have this one panel where they have all of Alpha Flight and they're just standing there. And
1: all their names have exclamation points. All their
2: names, <laughs> yeah. Like it's a TV show, it's introduced Sasquatch, Sasquatch. <laughs> Shaman, Aurora, North Star, Vindicator, Snowbird. Snowbird. I like how we both went low on that. That was good. <laughs> that was really good. I like
1: how Sasquatch is doing the thing where he's punching his palm. Like, all right, yeah. guys, let's go.
2: And Shaman's moving to the side like he's peeking out behind Sasquatch. Like, I'm here. He yeah, you know, couldn't Sasquatch see me, but now I'm stings. here. Yeah, or that, yeah. Um, it, the, I think it's kind of a cool drawing, and I, I'm not a huge fan of Sasquatch. I the R one's a
1: lot better this book. Yeah, than it was. the last one.
2: Sasquatch I'm not a huge fan of but I like the way when looks. they draw this when they draw him this way I like that it yeah, makes him look I think, I think he looks cool more beastly and less like right weird Bigfoot guy I don't
1: I actually kind of Beef like Sasquatch Bigfoot I don't guy. really like the idea of or he's just he's just a football player who turns into Sasquatch yeah I don't know that it's kind of lame but
2: seems I, like there should be more to his story and, right. and probably and it probably will be later yeah i'm but. sure if if you read the alpha flight comics they probably develop a better version of what that means but yeah that's kind of a weird um oh i just turned into this really strong guy right <laughs> but he's a mutant
1: yeah and see that part to me is like, okay we'll just just say he's a mutant and- right and then just make him be Sasquatch.
2: Right. Exactly. I was just thinking that. Yeah, why why does he need to be a football player right. and just some dude? And is he a Canadian football player or is he playing NFL
1: football? <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. He's uh was it uh Doug Pootie? <laughs>
2: Did he play in the Canadian I football? I don't uh, know. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> Arena football? I don't you know what is he what yeah, is he doing? I don't know. But anyway, but the art's pretty good. Yeah. Um Aurora and North Star always crack me up. They have the little matching stars that looks yes. like when they stand next to each other that and it's just one single star
1: hip. I guess I, I'm guessing this is Burns design because they, they, he kind of does that with, with Vindicator too with the maple leaf kind of coming like half of the leaf like, yeah, coming out of the side of his ribs and then you have the, the stars like half stars on the hips
2: wasn't it in the middle no no it was the same in that one
1: yeah no it's always kind of off kilter yeah All right.
2: So we move along. We, we get into the... So we get to the argument. This is one thing that I thought was weird. That Cyclops talking about when he's confronting Vindicator. And he says, last time when they fought before 109. Right. They, they almost killed Moira McTaggart. Then they almost killed a bunch of people when they threw that airplane.
1: But why but, no, right, you be Cyclops. I'll be, uh, I'll be Hudson.
2: And he says... Or
1: Vindicators. Right. So you read Cyclops as well. He says,
2: last time you almost killed Moira McTaggart. Not to mention us and our flight crew a few hours ago when Sasquatch scragged our plane.
1: Those were accidents.
2: You seem to have a lot of them.
1: That changes nothing. Our orders are to get Wolverine.
2: <laughs> so, a dramatic reading. A dramatic reading. Yeah. And scene. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I Cut thought that was ten. really funny. <laughs> I thought it was really not funny, but it's just like, they're having all these accidents. It's like, well, are you the team that well <laughs> right. need Wolverine needs to be on? <laughs> right. Are you the elite team that's <laughs> no, defending we Canada? We
1: need Wolverine to come be our leader.
2: If every time you have a mission, you accidentally kill people, right? Which you know, X Men accidentally kill people all the time too. I'm yes. sure, but almost kill people. But anyway, that was kind of a weird. Oh, those were accidents. But we still need Wolverine. But then maybe, maybe they. That's why they need Wolverine to shape them up because they're not. Uh, they're not
1: as hey, so. trained. art? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. So, Colossus (laughs) starts this fight, because he feels like North Star is going to attack Cyclops, okay? And he's standing here, and he says he's moving behind Cyclops, but he's obviously behind Vindicator, North Star is. Yeah. And the scene after Colossus attacks, he's still behind Vindicator. Yeah. So, what is, is Colossus seeing like what's his rationale
2: I don't know yeah I can't figure it out and and I think maybe they just didn't draw it yeah (laughs) or maybe it was that he was moving in that direction
1: maybe but it looks like he's in the same place he was now he's making a he's making a meanie face
2: he's making a pouty (laughs) face really but he does look like he's thinking about doing something
1: right yeah yeah, and then
2: Colossus's stomp on the ground that shakes everybody up. Actually,
1: though, that was kind of cool.
2: That was kind of cool. I'm
1: not sure if it's quite in his power set at this point, but I like it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have a problem. It's kind of it. hulky.
2: Yeah, it's kind of hulky. But
1: but also burn the little, you know. Kind of looks like a machine gun shooting at all their feet. Yeah, it does look like that. But I thought it looked cool anyway.
2: Yeah, I liked it. I thought that Cyclops when he or Colossus when he says "I fear treachery," I thought that was a weird line. <laughs> yeah. I fear
1: treachery. That's what I what I have nightmares about at night. <laughs> that treachery. Was a weird thing to say. All right. So then we got we got Wolverine and Nightcrawler. like just like okay. Well, time to escape now.
2: Yeah, we were just playing possum. Right. And then uh, I laughed out loud when I read that because I just thought <laughs> that was so funny to think of Wolverine and and, and uh, um, see, Nightcrawler just sitting there. Well, not just Quietly there. Quietly while this I is all thought they playing were
1: supposed out. to be, like, unconscious.
2: Yeah. That's what they look like. They're tied up, and they're yeah. both sitting there back-to-back, back unconscious in the middle of the ice or the stampede ground or whatever.
1: Right. That was pretty insane. And
2: then, so it's funny that they were just sitting there, especially considering how easily they break out of these ropes. Right. It was like, what, what were they waiting for this whole time? I guess for a fight to start. Well, yeah, Wolverine wanted in this fight. But it seemed like it. they could have just gotten out of there. And also, couldn't Nightcrawler have just teleported both of them outside of the Stampede Ground at any point? At any point in yes. this whole conversation, yeah. before the other X-Men showed up, if they weren't really—you
1: would think so. And they wanted to fight.
2: I guess so. That, they needed to brilliant. fight it out. All
1: there is to it. All right. So we get to
2: the fights now. So, so each guy's highlighted. So first we got Shaman. Shaman. You said Shaman.
1: Oh, that's because I'm Texan.
2: You say Shaman. I say Shaman. Anyway, and he has a little tiny totem pole, and he throws it in the air, and it turns into a bird.
1: Well, no, I thought the totems all split off.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. He threw it, and then each totem broke right. off, and then and, became a moving and got bigger figure. Yeah, and then Cyclops just blows them all up <laughs> yes. with his optic blast, one shot, which seemed very or no, just the air, the oh, air yeah, one. just the, the Eagle Wolverine one. are fighting yeah. the other guys. Okay, that's true. That's kind of cool. I was a weird. This is a weird thing.
1: I would like that if that was, like, the majority of his powers. Like, he could turn, like, artifacts to life. That's kind yeah. of really cool.
2: Animate objects.
1: Yeah. When you add in that he's kind of just a magic medicine man of all ilk. Mm,
2: generic mystical. Yeah, not quite. Generically cool to mystical. Me. Yeah, I agree um, with that. I like that. Because the totem thing is kind of cool.
1: I thought, and I thought it looked cool.
2: It looks cool. Yeah, and I thought you
1: could do that. Like modern artists could do that now, too, and make it look really creepy. Yeah. And that could be really sweet. And he could, like, bring trees to life. Like, you can, can expand on what he can bring right. to life. But I think there's more potential to the character than what they use. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, the North Star. I actually think John Byrne drawing North Star's super speed looks awesome.
2: Yeah, it looks really cool.
1: Um, basically, you see the outline of him, like, punching Cyclops in silhouette, but then it's all just, like, speed lines. Yeah, just
2: streaks. like Yeah, Looks it's really great. cool.
1: And so that's basically North Star. He just runs really fast. Right. Um, kind of a quick silver flash ripoff. Yeah,
2: so he can fly, too, right?
1: Can he at this point?
2: I think he was flying earlier okay. in the comic, all but right. I, I could I, be wrong. I don't remember. I can't remember either.
1: Um, Aurora can fly. So she flies off. And she and Nightcrawler have a little bit of flirtatious. Yeah. We're enemies, but ooh, he's cute and she's cute.
2: <laughs> yeah, so he tries to get her and she flies off. Laura
1: right, says, eh?
2: Yeah, she or, does. I
1: mean, not eh. She says, eh. oh, a teleporter. Which I right? never, okay, so growing up, I never knew that's how that was spelled or what they were doing. The eh? Well, no, because the eh is a Canadian A. Right. So it's, oh, a teleporter A. Eh? Yeah. But I always thought it was eh, like an old man sound. Yeah. Like growing <laughs> up, I never <laughs> knew that the Canadian A was spelled E-H. I had no idea. That's
2: funny. Well, there you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, so now these conversations m- make a lot more sense.
2: So yeah, so Nightcrawler and Aurora, she flies off, he teleports to try to go get her. Then we have Storm versus Snowbird.
1: Yeah, uh, so Snowbird basically can transmorph into white animals. Other white animals. It's very racist. (laughs) white, White supremacist animals. White supremacist animals. Yeah.
2: I don't get how she says, you may be a match for me in my human form. But can you stand up against an owl? (laughs) I really didn't
1: get that. Well, she has sharp talons now and a beast. It's a giant arctic owl,
2: but it's still an owl.
1: That's an owl that can talk.
2: I guess. I thought that was strange. Yeah. Just because it was like, I don't know. It's like you think of tough animals.
1: But she's in the air. She turns into a wolf. She'll just fall on the ground and die.
2: Well, no, but I, I don't know. Maybe she could become a giant falcon or something, but they're not white. (laughs) racist <laughs> i don't know i don't get it no but
1: she what she should do is just turn it into whatever animal she wants and just put albino in front of it <laughs> i'm an albino bald eagle <laughs> and, uh, yeah or
2: so what's the pterodon what's the flying
1: oh pterodactyl
2: pterodactyl yeah yeah, yeah I, I thought that was weird right. but i don't because i don't because it doesn't really show that there's any power to that other than the fact that she's an owl is she able to do more?
1: She's a shape changer, is what Storm says. Right, but that's kind of. But what else have. does
2: that? What does that mean? She turns into an owl, so she can fight. She can now get snakes and rats and see real yes. far. Yes. I don't understand. You go,
1: wh- whoo, whoo.
2: It, I guess because she's flying,
1: and she knows how many wicks it takes to get <laughs> to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop.
2: Very wise. But I guess the to me that she's flying. <laughs> And they have her paired against Storm, right? Like she has a somewhat complementary power. You
1: know, it would be the best next frame: it's a lightning bolt and a giant puffball. <laughs> a bunch and of Storm feathers in Storm just zaps her. Yeah,
2: that would be really funny. But yeah, so I, I thought that was weird. Then we move on. We got Wolverine fighting the other two no, totems. Don't
1: forget, Sasquatch's power is to have completely out of control pubes. <laughs> <coughs>
2: That is in that next panel. Yeah, that that is yeah.
1: his superpower. He has a he, lot he of hair. He does not have a swimmer's body, which is pretty like that. <laughs>
2: yeah, he needs some manscaping or something.
1: Right. So I also wrote on this this page. We'll, we'll continue to discuss the Alpha Flight powers, but um, I've kind of decided over the last several, well, really ever since Claremont and Byrne took over, I've kind of decided that "quote unquote" teamwork. And Uncanny X-Men just seems to mean the rider wants this team to momentarily have the upper hand. <laughs> I mean, it's never actually any, like, real strategy or right. real, like, obviously they work together. It's just, no, I want them to win for a while so they have good teamwork. Yeah. And then I want the X-Men to lose for a while so they've lost their teamwork. Yeah. <laughs> teamwork right, teamwork's just like the magic word that Claremont uses. Yeah. Well, Instead sometimes they actually, show it. Every now and then they show with like, like the fastball special, yeah, the fastball and, special. But even then, it's never like the whole team. Like, yeah,
2: it's always like a moment, right? Like when uh, Banshee and Cyclops both fired on either end that time. But yeah, yeah, I, I see what you mean. It, that, it's kind of funny that way. You don't see any like uh, movements or like we're here and there, you're there. I mean, maybe that would be hard to draw, but I don't
1: right. know. Right. That was interesting that John Byrne gets hit by the storm while he's on a date <laughs> with somebody. Yeah, yeah, with Darius.
2: In the storm. So the storm's getting... And this, of course, all of this is playing out as the storm is getting increasingly more Right,
1: as shaman is, is in control of this storm.
2: We have Colossus and, and a Sasquatch punching into green power strikes. Yes. And then...
1: Um, I put on page 17. I could Google all these Marvel peeps, but meh. <laughs> That's funny. I'm sure all these guys, they say by first name, are somebody yeah, in Marvel.
2: I'm sure they are. But yeah, so we got more blizzarding, more fighting. We go back to Aurora and Nightcrawler's flirting that yeah, ends up they, in a he, kiss.
1: Yeah, a little Spider-Man upside down I kiss. I know,
2: and I thought, you know what? Spider-Man upside down kiss. That was in Spider-Man's. He stole that
1: from Nightcrawler. Yeah, he did steal it from Nightcrawler.
2: Because clearly this is the first time that's ever been done. Probably. Because I thought that Spider Man was the first time anyone had ever hung upside down and kissed someone before. And this well, is it's happening. definitely again.
1: the only time it ever looked that awkward.
2: <laughs> uh-uh. So, anyway, so yeah. All right, so let's, let's talk randomly. about this page, though. And then uh, she calls him an elf. You elf! <laughs> that was really funny.
1: And Nightcrawl says, Tally ho!
2: <laughs> she right. just flies away
1: yeah
2: <laughs> it's like you're in the middle of a battle you're supposed to be capturing this guy right she's like oh he kissed me and she flies away
1: <laughs> right. oh and she has pointy ears she's, she does have pointy ears so and she's calling him elf yeah so just let that sink oh in. irony yeah all right so then we get this thing where um uh, we we get a little more uh insight into some of wolverine's mystery he says just like old times hey eh, jimmy you never gave me a choice about being changed or about joining your tin pot Yukon Avengers. I really like that. Very funny line.
2: Yeah, I thought so too.
1: But we have this part about um, no choice about being changed. Right. Very interesting. Weapon
2: X program.
1: Well, see, I'm wondering how much of that, you know, as we move forward without, without spoiling too much of the flashback. <laughs> um, you know, how much of the change, is he talking about, like, the change change? Or is he talking about when? Menopause. Because Hudson, <laughs> yes. Yeah, talk about menopause. <laughs> well, That's why Wolverine's so pissy all the time. His <laughs> hot flashes. That's He's right. old enough, right?
2: There you go. But the, the adamantium.
1: Yeah, but is it that change or is it the change? Because Hudson, all right. If you don't want to know what's going to happen in future flashback episodes, kind of skip ahead a little bit. But Hudson is the guy that finds him after he escapes from the Weapon X facility. Right. And kind of him and Heather like civilize him. So they he talking about that change. Interesting. So I don't know. Because like, I don't know how much... I don't know at this point if Hudson was actually intended to be part of Weapon X or just part of Department H, which right. at this point are not <clears throat> all the same.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I When I first read that, I thought... I was thinking pre Weapon X, you know, right. the change into right. the Weapon X, but Hudson wasn't part of that, as far right. as we know. And I don't
1: remember if he gets retconned to be part of it or not. I yeah, really I can't don't. Remember I, just, I can't remember.
2: But if, yeah, if we, if we go by from that, yeah, that's, that's a good. It's interesting.
1: But either way, since we don't know, and since the reader at this point reading it when it came out would have no idea, but it is Claremont laying the groundwork for there's. there's we're just getting more pieces or more clues. There's a lot more to Wolverine's past than we know. Right. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, I agree. Oh, because Wolverine talks about being a feral wild child when, when Heather and James found him. Yeah. That's so good stuff. So yeah. in the
2: midst of that, though, then the, the hur- hurricane, the uh, blizzard gets worse and worse. Yeah, And then they actually have to stop fighting because it gets so bad.
1: Right. It gets so bad they got to stop.
2: So that's when the owl flies away.
1: Yeah, the Storm loses her cape somehow. Like how she uses her cape to capture the owl. Like in a bag. Yeah, but... She doesn't need it to fly, so we're back to that Banshee question. Yeah, she
2: would need it to fly, though, because she just flies by... No,
1: she doesn't. I don't think so. so. No. Okay.
2: I always kind of thought that she used the wind. That was how the wind carried the air.
1: At least, maybe not yet, but she gains, like, grows in her powers. She uses the wind to carry yeah, other people. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So, so she doesn't I need the cape okay, either way. I think, like, if you're going to be, like, realistic mm. about it, yeah, she needs something for the wind to catch. you need, yeah, you need some kind but of. But compared to what she uses her powers for, I don't know if she necessarily needs it. Yeah. Something. All right. Yeah. So.
2: so either way, she goes up in the sky and then basically stops the storm personally.
1: Right. right. Like she soaks it up. What does she do? Yeah, she draws it to her, channeling it through her body and into the upper atmosphere. Yeah. So, those actually kind of cool. You know.
2: Overexplained as always, but, but, but it a actually kind of works. Yeah, but yeah, a, yeah good, a good explanation. So, no problem right. with that.
1: So, we get another awesome, though, panel of North Star. Yeah. So, running. Sucker punching someone and Storm, again. Storm. <laughs> again, in the back of the head. Right. Punches um, him in the back of the head. But as fast as he's moving, when Cyclops sees Storm get knocked out. He, he hits North Star right in the face with the right optic blast. Right in the blast. face of an optic blast. Oh, it doesn't matter how fast That's he That's a good
2: panel, too, I think.
1: Yeah, it's great. It looks awesome.
2: He really, uh, really nails him. So then he picks him up, and then we have this moment where he's about to hit North Star again with his fist this time. Right. And then Wolverine stops him. Yes. And decides that he's going to give up. And go back with the.
1: Uh, like how Cyclops says, "What gives, Wolverine? <laughs> I thought I'd be the one holding you back." Right,
2: and he says, and Wolverine "Basically,
1: that's well, funny like that?"
2: Yeah, basically, and he reiterates his belief that this is his fight. And while he appreciates the X Men helping him out, he can't—he couldn't handle it if the X Men got hurt. Basically,
1: <laughs> right. Okay. But, he, but he says. <laughs> You know, I kind of like this, but kind of hate it. Where he yeah. goes, well, if I hadn't enjoyed the roughhousing so much, I wouldn't stopped this <laughs> long ago. Yeah,
2: it's pretty funny. But so he tells the X-Men, he makes sure that North Star, not North Star, that um, Vindicator will let the X-Men go free.
1: Right. And he says he will. He says and he then, will. But then he starts talking about how much he appreciates Cyclops. Yeah. So we kind of have a little bit of you know through like through the whole of X history, Wolverine and Cyclops have a very up and down right relationship where they like each other, hate each other, respect each other, respectfully disagree, completely at odds like all that. So it was like I guess we're kind of entering an upswing in their relationship. I guess so. In the pendulum of Cyclops and Wolverine,
2: it was kind of awkward. I thought. Yeah. And it didn't really feel like Wolverine, so then I I thought...
1: I think it's Claremont trying to soften Wolverine a little bit. Maybe. Right. Say he's not just completely nuts ball killer all the time.
2: Right. Which, you know, all right. I'll go with it. So then we go minutes later at the main gate. We have the spell that Shaman cast disappears and Banshee falls down because he was leaning up against it, apparently. And we see Wolverine loaded onto the truck. They can't believe it's happening. Colossus makes an interesting statement, I thought.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where
2: they put him in that cage, and then Colossus says, Wolverine is not an animal, Cyclops. That man did not have to treat him like that, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And Cyclops says, I know, and then it's Nightcrawler, of course.
1: He says, they are not as lucky as we, Colossus. They only know the surface, Wolverine. They know nothing of his true self. I thought it was
2: interesting to I know. it was very
1: interesting. I'm not, I mean, are we to that point yet, though?
2: I don't know that they know his true self. Right. But within the context of this being before them creating the whole world of Wolverine where he doesn't know what he's doing. Right. He doesn't know who he is. By this point, you could see as teammates that they've gotten to know each other well enough. Right. The idea that they could see he was more than just a killing machine. Yes. Right. They saw that he, you know, right from wrong, more. you know, all these ideas that go with Wolverine that he was more than just the, the the killer, right? So although if he's the leader of the team, it seems like they also they also probably see him as more than just a killer.
1: Yeah, or at least James does. Anyway. Right. But putting uh, him vindicator. in the cage.
2: But and, and now that I say that out loud, then putting him in the cage also seems weird. Yeah. When he's voluntarily said, I'm coming back with you they've already said they want him to be the leader of their team.
1: But do you think they still want him to be the leader? I don't or, know.
2: That's a good question.
1: Or is he like, well, no, you deserted, so you're going to go back to like, to the bottom of the ranks.
2: Yeah. So then it's unclear what they're going to do with him.
1: Right.
0: Because
2: if he doesn't want to be there, he doesn't want to be their leader. I don't know. It's strange.
1: But regardless, um, there ain't no cage that can hold Wolverine. That's
2: right. So he shows up on the plane anyway.
1: Yeah, in the cockpit.
2: And they're going to live to he fight another day. He
1: Cyclops, he says, don't worry about tomorrow, man. <laughs>
2: I take each day, each moment yeah. as Apparently, it
1: comes. Apparently, uh, between escaping and getting in the cockpit, he smoked a blunt. <laughs> yeah, <He> got really chill. <laughs> he gets real philosophical. I, yeah, don't worry about tomorrow, man. Take it each day. Yeah,
2: no question. I age no myself regrets? by saying
1: blunt. A little don't really,
2: bit. don't say that anymore. Do I don't they? think so, but I'm not positive.
1: What did they say? Roach. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: even <laughs> older in the Cosby Show. <laughs> That's what they would have said back then. In that day, maybe they would have said that. They would have said grass back then. Grass. Some grass. Smoke some grass. grass.
1: Okay, so obviously I'm a huge Wolverine fan. Of course. Love his powers. Love most of what's going on with him. I'm 100% confident that even with the cheesy line, there really isn't a cage that can hold Wolverine. Yeah. that. The green armored ambulance was not going to cut it. Yeah, so. We know he can hack his way out if he chooses to. And so, obviously, part of the reason they tried to quote unquote cage him is because they just because he turns himself over doesn't mean he's going to stay. Right. So, you would have to think they would have a contingency plan for if he escaped. First of all, I'm kind of bummed we don't get to see that. Yeah. Like, I felt like. I'm not all in favor, you know, because nowadays in current comics, like every story is like a five-issue arc. Right. Kind of, you know, kind of the the term you hear is "writing for the trade." Yeah. So I'm cool with like back then when the shorters, (laughs) the shorters for story, where the stories were shorter, and you had some smaller arcs. But this is one I think could have used an extra issue. Yeah, I agree. Issue, you know, you could have developed the fight over the war that we already saw. And then show like show Wolverine escaping. Like Yeah. And if no one's gone back and done like a flashback of that, that'd be a good little like backup story. Yeah. Like in one of the giant size, like anniversary issues or whatever Wolverine. I just go back and say, Hey, this happened, you know, at the end of Uncanny One Twenty One and just show him busting out. I
2: kind of feel like that they wanted Chris Claremont wanted this arc to be funnier. Yes. So yeah, he instead the, of, I think he
1: wanted the ending to be a lot funnier than it ended up being. Because
2: if this was going to be a serious comic, they would have ended it with Cyclops and Samer going back in right. the next issue. Right. Would've they would have opened with him being there and then we're getting out and then having a flashback. About I feel him like or this whatever.
1: is. I don't know how many I would say but at least a couple story arcs in a row that end with like a sitcom ending right like I feel like <laughs> a freeze frame <laughs> yeah a freeze frame Yeah, you know, like yeah you know we have a joke everybody stops
2: and it was funny I thought it was a yeah, funny no, ending yeah it was humorous and for 79 probably also right Probably quite funny for '79. Because
1: Wolverine's riding home in style with John with a pretty girl.
2: But I don't know if it was funny enough to cut out, like you said, I'm to also, be able to see the. I don't know if the joke was worth not being able to see the right. uh, breakout. And
1: I also don't think it's really very smart of Wolverine. He escapes. He has to know that the first place the Canadian government's going to look is back with the X Men. Right. So what does he do? He immediately goes and sneaks on the on the X Men's plane before they even take off. Yeah. All right. They escorted the Canadian government escorted the plane out. Right. I'm not saying they would have automatically searched the plane, but if Wolverine had already escaped, I think they would have searched the plane.
2: Well, and how long was that car ride? And how long? Why would they have gone so far? Like
1: got out of the car like as soon as they drove off, right? So the only thing I can think of is the obvious way: like just cut the back door open and like stop, drop, and roll out of the car. Right, but it seems like the bushes and then ran back to the plane.
2: They would have discovered that in plenty of time for at least Aurora or somebody, right? If not in
1: time to check the plane, then at least in time for their escort to make the plane turn back around, right? I, don't know, I thought that I thought that was a pretty big miss on Claremont's yeah. part, riding that in. First of all, I don't I don't think Wolverine would do that to the team. I wouldn't think so. I think he would like and Wolverine now especially, like broody Wolverine, would like be like, Oh, I put my team in danger. I gotta disappear for weeks, you know. Right. Go out in the wilderness and live with the wolves for a while.
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I I think I'll, I like to think that there was a there was a separate comic, a separate uh, comedic moment where where he broke out and Vindicator walked back and saw the open door and right. said, "Oh, got us oh, again." <laughs> <laughs> he got us again. He
0: said, "Wolverine!" <laughs> that
2: was his freeze frame, his hands right. in the air, yelling, "Wolverine!"
1: Right. <laughs> totally. But with
2: no follow up. Right. No, like we We'll was, so that's was the thing? Just find him later.
1: It's a while for, I mean, not to spoil too much, but these guys don't pop right back in.
2: Yeah, they got other stuff to do, I guess. Yeah, I mean,
1: oh well, we tried to get him, we had him, and he got back away. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess he means that he doesn't want to come <laughs> back.
2: I guess he really doesn't want to be on our team. Yeah, but for the way the guy, the Dwight Yoakam guy was talking at the beginning okay. of the we're issue before, we're not taking
1: no
0: for
2: an answer. He was like that was this was something they were fully committed to, to doing. Right. And it's like one little setback And they're like Yeah, never mind We'll come back in a year And try it again
0: It was a little strange
1: We'll we'll save some more general thoughts For our conclusion What do you think about this issue overall? I do want to just point out real fast In the letters pages There was a letter suggesting They get rid of Cyclops And make Banshee the field leader (laughs) I gotta say Knowing all of X history I'm glad they didn't Yeah Because Cyclops Turns out to be a very important character I think if I was reading back then, I might have been in favor of that. Like, at least temporarily. Yeah. Like, you know, just, just making all the new X-Men be together with none of the old X-Men. And I think Banshee would have made a cool leader. I, I, I liked that Cyclops was the guy. And I like where Cyclops has come and gone and has always been a very interesting character. Banshee definitely had the potential... I would have liked to have seen him lead maybe another team later, and does he may he may actually do that later? I don't remember. I don't remember, but he may because when it was him and like all the reject X Men, he he
2: is a leader for a while.
1: Yeah, he may have been. I don't know, but you know.
2: but yeah. Anyway,
1: I thought it was an interesting point. It's an interesting you know?
2: thought because yeah, at the time, I could see that being pretty interesting. Yeah. Although even even at this time banshee's never, not an, I don't think he's a strong enough character for oh, okay. for Cyclops right so but overall so thoughts
1: this, yeah this issue I, I enjoyed this one quite yeah. a bit again too I liked I liked the fights I thought the matchups were good I liked the Cyclops Wolverine stuff I liked um, I thought the art was a little, you know back to better to, to awesome burn consistently
2: good this time.
1: But yeah, I I thought the insights into Wolverine's character and past were pretty awesome, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give Uncanny One Twenty One three out of three claws again.
2: Yeah, I'm actually gonna give this one three out of three claws because right, I like cool. this one a lot more. Even though there were a few moments, such as Snowbird, that I <laughs> that I don't didn't find interesting, and I right. I just didn't like what they did with that. But that's I mean that's just the character that she is. So yeah, this is a lot more. I don't know what is it that was about the last one. It was, one. I it was a little it.
1: faster pace. It was, it was more, more fast exciting. pace, A lot
2: more going a lot on. More fighting. More fighting. You
1: you like you like the roughhousing.
2: I ain't shooting. I ain't listening. Or you would you would have quit reading Not the episode earlier. That's you, right. But you enjoyed
1: the roughhousing. That's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. And I it just, I thought it was a good conclusion. But yeah. It, yeah. And and funny and the couple several funny parts where I laughed out loud. Right. That I thought were uh, were good. Cool so three three right. out of three
1: for me so both we both give it three out of three claws all right so um let's move on to our kind of wrap up here
2: wrap it up on the wrap it up
1: <laughs> all right so you have a you have a conclusion sound effect on there no <laughs> oh I should Achoo, some wind chimes or something. How about this all right so now we've gathered here. To talk about our strategy. Here I have this this map of the world on the wall. I'm going to point <laughs> to it.
2: Oh, man. That was All right. crazy. All
1: right. So uh, let's do our Wolverine recap for these two issues. Uh, <laughs> I don't
2: know. I that's, our, maybe, that's
1: our official recap. From now would, on, it. it's in canon.
2: I thought that would be more conclusion-y sounding, but
1: it it didn't, so. So I actually decided to do just these two issues uh, by themselves, because I thought the whole Alpha Flight thing was pretty important to Wolverine's history. And we got a lot, so let's kind of recap what we got on Wolverine. We got that uh, James Hudson came up with his code name. That's right. So what do you think about that? Are you glad that's where it came from? No. Yeah. I don't
2: really, I'm not really, it doesn't, bother me but it's not it's kind of it's kind of anticlimactic so I if guess
1: so if it was you if it was your characters where would Wolverine's codename come from would he make it up himself would, would I mean, think I was if it you?
2: was me I would have it be something that people started calling him in his lost years and that okay. he just kept that name okay as a you know kind of his kind of berserker crazy time right and that people just started calling him I'm wondering if,
1: that's, if flashback stories allude to that like later, yeah.
2: That's kind of what or I or was
1: Orvis because or I had kind of thought that. too. That's
2: kind of what I had thought. So I, I maybe they maybe they suggest that later.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Or they stick. I don't know if they adhere to a uh, Hudson giving him a code name for the yeah. project.
2: Because to me, it seems like there, there's so much characterization in his personality with that, with the Wolverine as, right. as you know, that it seems to me that just the oh, this is just your code name. I just right. thought of an animal that. No, I'm, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure he had Falcon. a reason recalling you. You're that. the eagle. <laughs> You're the turtle. You'd be the Wolverine.
1: He was almost a groundhog, right?
2: So, yeah. I mean, you still have the connections. We still have the idea that they found him when he was all crazy. So, you can still tie that together that he named him Wolverine because of his tenacity, right?
1: Because of his power, right. and his claws, and. I don't attitude. know. I guess
2: I feel like it should be more than just a code name. It should be more have more tie to him than just that. But
1: I like it. The only thing I don't really like about it is I kind of feel like modern day, and maybe it's just kind of the, the swing of how these things go, kind of the, the back and forth. I feel like Hudson's been kind of forgotten. Yeah. As far as like, because because in the seventies and eighties, he was super important to Wolverine's backstory. Right. And then he kind of falls off and. I think he comes back a little bit in the nineties and then it's kind of forgotten again after that. And so to have him be the guy that names Wolverine, I'd like it to be a character that has a little more stick around to him. Yeah. But maybe that's not really Claremont's fault. I mean that's current writers doing their thing. So I don't know. But I think overall it makes sense that I mean he wouldn't have had the code name before they found him, I guess. So I don't know. Right, so we also have where Logan gives his real name to somebody, where he actually tells somebody. Yeah, I think this is the stuff. first time, not only that he tells somebody that he quote-unquote is in love with, but I think this is the first time he volunteers his name to anybody that we see, right? Yeah, I think so. We get
2: the name Logan early Yeah, from on. the
1: leprechaun.
2: <laughs> but yeah, but it's from... Yeah, I think it's it's just outside, so I don't right. think so no. yeah that's interesting yeah it's an extra addition addition to it as well
1: so we also get the alpha flight origin that uh, was pretty much what we this issue is mostly about yeah uh, it's not really
2: their origins though it's just kind of well we do that. their we, introduction it's Hudson more.
1: that he wanted to make a team and he went out and recruited these guys and we get the
2: origin of the team yeah, yeah. I thought you meant the individual no no because we, we don't get any for each individual member's right. backstories, but
1: no just what their occupation is their civvy civic duty yeah but so, yeah um,
2: they're they're uh,
1: so we kind of already talked about this too, but uh, how it was meant to be Wolverine's team, so that other people saw potential and leadership potential right. in him. I thought that was cool. Um, that was cool. He seems to actually be in love with Mariko, so that's yeah, it that's seems a, like it. that's a thing. We already talked about uh, the Wolverine being changed yeah. against his will and what that does or doesn't mean, but that is definitely is pointing to a mystery somewhere, right? We get that Wolverine was a feral uh, character that was rescued by the Hudsons or I guess James Hudson. I I think Heather's what McKenzie is it? Heather McKenzie. I don't know. Okay.
2: It's his wife though, isn't it? Or I don't know. Maybe not. I can't remember if they're a a couple or
1: just, or what. Right. And we get no cage can hold the Wolverine. Yeah. That's good stuff. Right. All right. So alpha flight. Yeah. Alpha flight. What'd you
2: think? (laughs) Um, they're okay. They're, they're better than I remember them. Yeah, as a I'll kid. agree with that. Yeah, Sasquatch is a better character. I still don't love him as a character, right? But he's still he's better. Um, North Star and Aurora are, b- are both pretty cool characters. Shaman is a little better than I remember, but still I don't like. We said we already basically talked about this, right? But the the kind of generic mysticism I feel like is a little too and you know not not to plug my own podcast but this is something we've talked about that, that Brad and I have talked about in, in history his historical movies about Native right. Americans it's like there's this this desire Americans have that whenever there's a Native American they have to give them magic powers they always <laughs> have to have some kind of mysticism right? some kind of special connection with the earth and, and I feel like this is just it's they forced it too much with that it's like he can't why can't he just be a Native American guy with some powers right like Star. yeah, John Proudstar. I mean, it's just he's Native American, he's Apache, and they yeah. do stuff with the culture. He, yeah, but it's he's just a his
1: power wasn't. Yeah, he was just he had the power to be kind of strong. He's kind of strong. It <laughs> smelled pretty good. It had, <laughs> it had nothing to do with his heritage. Right, he's just he's a mutant,
2: just, and I yeah. I felt like this was a little too like, well, he's Native American, okay, so he they, needs to be a shaman and a medicine man, and...
1: Isn't he actually a shaman, though, later? And it kind of, he uses his mutant powers with his mysticism, like, combines them? Yeah,
2: I don't know. And I don't know how a Native American person, if they would like or dislike this. And I don't either. I have no idea. Uh,
1: If anybody's listening, let us know. Like, what's the general feeling? Is this something you feel like... Take a poll, ...is respectful to your heritage, or something that you feel like is a a negative stereotype?
2: Yeah. And it's not, really, I guess it's not even a negative stereotype. It's just Uh, a...
1: I I guess what I mean is
2: it. No, but I know what it is meaning.
1: too general of a stereotype at all. That's kind of negative. Yeah. In its own do right. you?
2: I guess the question would be: Do people see it as this is a good representation of our culture, or is this just a trope, right. a white version of Indian trope? It's like, right. oh well, he's an Indian, so he's got to have he's got to have some magic powers. Right. He's
1: got to have a totem pole. He's got to have something. a totem
2: pole. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Is it just a cheesy? Which you know, it's the seventies, but yeah. by seventy nine, we're kind of. Kind of moving away from having characters be so stereotypical. Right. I mean, they still kind of are, you know. Yet, you, you know, Luke Cage has still got to speak. Sweet with, Christmas. Uh, he's still got to say, yeah. So you know, you still get that, but but I feel like we're moving beyond that in a lot of things for women characters, for for a lot of characters where they don't right. always have to be such a stereotype of their of their race or heritage or whatever.
0: Yeah. But anyway,
2: so that. You know, okay with him. Snowbird, I don't, I get it, but I just don't see how purely being a shapeshifter really makes her a valuable asset to the team.
1: She can turn into an animal,
2: but only a white animal.
1: (laughs) What about a polar bear? That'd be pretty sweet. She can wreck wreck some shop with a polar bear.
2: But if they're fighting
1: Magneto, or an albino T Rex. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Albino blue whale. Yeah, I don't know. No, I just um, I, just, I don't know. And nothing against shapeshifter characters, but I don't know. I well, I really have no real so reason to dislike it. Turning into
1: an animal and being like the chameleon, right? Spider Man. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I I guess that that's a good way to think about it because I I don't know the way they did it at least in this issue the way they did it where she's flying and she says she turns into an owl and it's just like what what is the point of that. Other than being, oh, I have a power. But I feel like there's enough powerful mutants by this point that just because someone has a power doesn't qualify them to be a team. Right. Unless the idea is there are so few mutants in Canada, this <laughs> is the best they could get.
1: <laughs> they just, they, like they We
2: would normally just have you be the secretary, but right. <laughs> we can't find anybody else, so you're upgraded to the team. Right. But yeah, so overall, Alpha of Fly, I'm. You know, I hate to hate on them too much since they're Canada's only super team. But right. but you know what? Canada gets Wolverine. So
1: yeah, yeah. I think that, that makes. I, up I think for it's
2: okay of it. to crap on. Well, John Alpha on
1: that, uh, you know that You least. sent me that link with that big John Byrne interview. Yeah, I which, think I posted it on the you, Facebook by the way, side. that was very interesting. Um,
2: so other listeners can probably access it from the Facebook. Oh, side, cool. I think Sweet. I posted so definitely it. check
1: that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he in there, he talks about. Of course, he is Canadian. Right. And he talks about how the the first, at least his first blush of Alpha Flight, that he felt like the characters were very one-dimensional. Yeah. And that didn't really get any depth. And then when he <laughs> was kind of forced to write and draw the Alpha Flight, or I guess Claremont started off writing. But right. When he was kind of forced to do the Alpha Flight book, he had to, like, come up with development and backstories for these guys. So even he thought that... Initial appearance was kind of weak, I guess. Or, yeah, or just more of antagonists to the X Men than actual like yeah characters. And
2: it's not the Alpha Fly book; it's X Men, right? And they yeah. are antagonists, basically. So right. you know, you wouldn't, as a reader in the seventies, you wouldn't wanted three pages each dedicated right. to the origin of each yeah. character. But
1: well, that said, and that in mind, um, who. I have a feeling on at least one of these, but who is your favorite and least favorite of the Alpha Flight roster? The initial, out the gate roster.
2: Um, I guess the Vindicator seems like the best character. Okay. As far as powers, and it seems like he could do a lot of different things. He just
1: has a magic suit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, my first instinct is to go with North Star, but I can't really, between North Star and Aurora. I don't really know what. Which character? It's kind of they're the same. They're two parts of the same right. character. So to either one, I think probably Northstar, I guess, would be the more better character. And I guess Snowbird would I my mean, least favorite. I yeah, I think just because I, I it about it. Yeah, I, was, I don't know. What about what about you?
1: Um, I would also say Vindicator. I think he had just the most development and the most right like, character. Yeah. Um, since you said him, I will say Sasquatch. I don't like that he transforms back and forth.
2: I don't like that either. But, I but thought, he doesn't do that in any of No, he, comments,
1: you don't so. actually see it. You just know that he's a human because they said he was. Yeah. But I like... I don't know. I liked his brute strength. And I, I thought he looked cool in yeah. John Byrne's initial design. As far as my least favorite, uh, since you said Snowbird, I will say Aurora or Aurora. I didn't feel like... She really did much. I mean, he had the whole like cat and mouse thing with Nightcrawler, but that was yeah. pretty much every. That was pretty much her whole thing. Yeah, and and, and North Star, I thought at least like fought better, and like yeah. he kind of had the same power. So their powers, there's really no distinction except for at this point, it seems that Northstar is really fast on the ground, and Aurora is really fast in the air.
2: Yeah. And I so they're kind of like you put them together.
1: I, yeah, and I guess in tandem, then I wouldn't I wouldn't say they're the least, because I actually kind of like North Star. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess I'd have to go with, with Snowbird, too, then.
2: But I, I see what you mean about Aurora, because if you take her separately, she just flies.
1: She just flies fast, and, I don't know, she, it seemed like she kept ducking out of the fight. <laughs> yeah. Like, every chance she got, she yeah, was just it escaping. Yeah,
0: like that.
1: And so. All right, cool. Any, uh, any closing thoughts before we do our... our pl- oh, um, all right. So we, we had a... Um, we've talked about this already, or I have with Denise, on the regular episodes. But um, we've kind of had a challenge to our rating system. Uh-oh. And um, so I wanted to propose to you get your thoughts. Um, some of our listeners have suggested and are in favor that three clauses too restrictive... That we kind of bend it anyway by giving a lot of explanation and (laughs) and uh, we say you know it's a soft whatever right and so I guess the proposal has been that we use both the Wolverines hands and we rate things out a six six ball system yeah
2: I'm down with that okay might take me a few more minutes to think about it right (laughs) but yeah.
1: Okay, well, so would you be like in favor of that? You're just like, ah, oh, that sounds fine. Whatever.
2: No, I I've, I actually thought about that before. Okay. I That was originally my idea, actually. Oh. I'm the one who sent that in. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I think that's a good idea because yeah, you're right. Because we okay. do end up almost always giving two or three claws. Right. In just about everybody. Every now and then it'll be a yeah. one. I think one time we gave a zero.
1: Did we actually give? I think I there was. Remember. I feel like
2: there was one time we gave okay. a zero, but maybe not. But yeah, so. You want to re regrade these? No, based no, on no. That? All right. okay. So
1: that's the caveat. We are not. Oh, I we need the ones tonight if you want. But yeah.
2: Oh, I didn't mean to go back.
1: To so the we're not. Of. I'm not going to go back and regrade old books. Um, that's just not going to happen. I don't. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I'm sure people can figure it out based right. on our.
0: Yeah.
1: So we you say know, if I said it's a soft three clause, then that means it's four. There you go. <laughs> out of six. And Denise added that she thinks. The best of the best books should be a double snit, But that can be like a a category unto itself. Interesting. And that the worst of the worst books would be a snacked. A snacked when it goes back in. (laughs) I told her it was like an inverted uh, boner. (laughs) Right.
2: Yeah, that was my first thought too. Um, Yeah, yeah. I I like the double snicked idea anyway.
1: All right. Well, Pat, you win. Good job, Pat. It looks like we're, we're going to uh, consider... I, I asked for other people to chime in, and no one really has. So well, he's our only listener vote so far, besides the <laughs> other two people that mentioned it briefly back in the past. So, um, so yeah, I guess I guess we'll look at doing that. So do you want to start with these? or Sure. Okay. Up to you. All right. Well, then, I haven't really thought about it. Um, do you know what you would give?
2: I think I'd probably give five out of six to the to 121 or one one yeah 121 okay that may be a little high i'll stick with that and then probably a three out of six for the 120
1: okay well i'm gonna give uh let's see i'll just bite the bullet i'll give 124 out of six claws i'll give 121 also five out of six claws okay sounds good all right so let's uh let's do our plugs course please leave an itunes review if you feel so inclined um if you want to see show notes the web page is uh, snickcast.podbean.com facebook you can just search for us and like us or if you want to see the actual url it's uh, facebook.com slash snit podcast fan page email uh at yahoo.com twitter at snickcast uh cameron what do you got
2: If you're interested, you can listen to my podcast, History Banter Podcast. You can get that off iTunes or Stitcher or also our website, historybanter.com. If you like history, like weird history stories, things like that, uh, you can follow our Twitter at at History Banter.
1: Yeah, they put a Um, lot of funny pictures and stuff up.
2: Yeah, pictures, stories, interesting stuff. Yeah, my personal Twitter is at Cameron Sinclair, but I don't do much except retweet.
1: Yeah. Right on. Have y'all put a podcast out, new episode recently?
2: Uh, our Gone with the Wind one came out on Tuesday.
1: Okay, all right. I haven't listened to that one yet.
2: That's the that's the most recent one. We have the that new movie Emperor with uh, Matthew Fox and Tommy Lee Jones coming out probably next week, next Monday. Sweet. So,
1: all right. Well, cool. Well, check that out. Um, go support Cameron and his historical endeavors. Um, yeah. So I guess that's gonna do it. So until next time. Hugs and snicks. That
2: makes me laugh every time. <laughs> you, got,
1: you got a little, you got a little uh, exit, oh, yeah. exit noise for it. Let's us? wrap it up. Find something good. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I feel like I should be in a tux. At the ball. <laughs> is this is from God with the wind. <laughs> Alright, bye guys. <laughs>